We're up to Genesis 46. Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in the vision of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. He said, here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down to Egypt for there I will make of you a great nation. I will go down with you into Egypt. I will also surely bring you up again. Joseph will close your eyes. Jacob rose up from Beersheba and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his sons and his sons' daughters and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. These are the names of the children of Israel who came into Egypt. Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Kami. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Karath, Merari. The sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamel. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Yob, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jaliel. These are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Paddan Aram, with his daughter Dinah. All the souls of his sons and daughters were thirty-three. The sons of Gad. Ziphion, Hagi, Shunai, Esbon, Eri, Aradai, and Ereli. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and Sarah, their sister. The sons of Beriah, Heba, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, even sixteen souls. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin. To Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, Ashbel, Gerar, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob. All the souls were fourteen. The sons of Dan, Hushim, the sons of Naphtali, Jazil, Gunai, Gezer, Shelem. These are the sons of Belah, who Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls who came with Jacob into Egypt, who were his direct descendants besides Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were sixty-six. The sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob who came into Egypt were seventy. He sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Joseph made ready his chariot and went up to meet Israel his father in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell upon his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, now let me die, since I have seen your face, that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers, 
and to his father's house. I will go up and speak with Pharaoh and will tell him, my brothers and my father's house who were in the land of Canaan have come to me. These men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of cattle and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. It will happen when Pharaoh summons you, you will say, what, and will say, what is your occupation? That you shall say, your servants have been keepers of cattle from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Jacob is leaving the land of Canaan on his way to Egypt, and he gets to Beersheba, and the Lord speaks to him. The Lord is so kind because <laughs> any lingering doubts he might have had about this, the Lord puts them to rest. And I think it's particularly important for someone like Jacob, who his whole life has been full of tricking others and being tricked by others, the Lord is able to say to him, relax, this is all a part of the plan. And uh, <laughs> uh, I always feel sorry for Jacob. And um, Beersheba is pretty much on the very southern border of um, Canaan. And it's also um, a place where the family, you know, they, they had significant family events happen. You know, Abraham dug wells and Isaac re-dug the wells and there was an oath made there between Isaac and Abimelech. We've been over some of these things in previous chapters of Genesis. And here um, Jacob has the Lord speak to him in a dream. The Lord speaks in dreams and the Lord reassures him and Jacob probably needed it. And the Lord tells them that they would be strangers in a land that's not their own and afflict them. So back in Genesis 15, you know, the Lord had spoken to Abraham and said to him that, that your descendants will be strangers in a land not their own. Well, this is both Canaan and Egypt. These are both uh, lands that they didn't own. They were just wandering around in these lands. And it said that they would be afflicted for 400 years. And so Jacob knew that there was a time that they were going to be in Egypt. He knew that. So the, he knew the Lord was in it and that must have been very reassuring. And the Lord had to get them out of Canaan. There were two reasons for this. One was because the famine was so severe, they may not have survived. They had to get to Egypt to survive. But the other more important reason was that in Canaan, the people wanted to intermarry with them and there weren't very many, um, you, you know, there wasn't a lot of resistance to that. They would have mixed with those tribes and, and their national identity or their, their, their group identity would have dissolved and frittered away, which is what we see that starting to happen in Genesis 38. But when they got to Egypt, remember the last verse? It says that Hebrews were detestable to Egyptians. <laughs> they didn't intermarry with the Egyptians. They just intermarried amongst themselves and they became a national identity. And that was really important because they had one God. And they, when they eventually were to go back to Canaan a couple of hundred years later, they went back as a, as a cohesive group with one God. They hadn't intermarried with the Canaanites who had polytheistic, sacrificed their children, did all sorts of terrible, terrible things. But the Lord knew what he was doing and raising them up. So the Lord was so smart. And then we have the scene where Joseph and his father meet each other. And it says, Joseph threw himself on his father's neck and embraced him for quite a while. <laughs> this, that's a, long, that's a long hug. This is a great reunion. 
this is a moment that, that Jacob never could have imagined. He thought his son was dead. And in the New Testament, we've got a story that Jesus tells called the story of the prodigal son. And it's about a wayward son. And um, Joseph isn't a wayward son. But the, the end of that prodigal son story, the father gets his son back and he, he, he greets him in a, just a manner like this. And he says, this is my son who I thought I had lost, but now I have found. And it's and here we've got it actually happening for real. Like Jesus's story, it was a parable, but he was illustrating how much our heavenly father loves us. And here we've got the real thing where Jacob thought he had lost his son. He thought his son was dead, but he has now found him and he hugs him for quite a while and he loves him. And this just talks to us about our heavenly father who loves us. And if you're someone that has walked away from God and you haven't known the Lord, if you've been the prodigal son, Joseph wasn't the prodigal, but if you've been the prodigal and you haven't walked with the Lord, you're the lost son or you're the lost daughter and the Lord just wants to get you back. He wants to get his arms around you and love you. And so it's time to turn your face towards the Lord again because he is a God of great, great love. So finally, at the end of this chapter, we, this chapter, it numbers the descendants of Jacob going into Egypt and it lists them at 70. And um, some of them were very, very little. And there's actually the, quite a possibility that two or three of them weren't even born yet until they were in Egypt. Um, the way that history is outlined in ancient times is not necessarily um, chronological in the way we think. So for starters, the actual descendants of Jacob at this point may have only been 67 or 68, but it was 70 at a certain point soon after they were in Egypt. And, um, but there were a lot more than 70. And we'll talk about this at a point later when we're in the middle of Exodus. So Father, we thank you this morning for the love of God to, towards us that is like the love of God in that prodigal son story, but we see it demonstrated right here by Jacob getting his hands on his son who he thought was dead, but is now alive. I thank you, Lord, that we were dead. We were dead in our sins. But Lord, because of Christ, you made us alive and you brought us back to yourself. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that you would open our eyes to see the love of the Father so strongly toward us. In Jesus' name.